This is Jerson Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Thursday, February 16th, 2023. Hey, did you guys know that you can sign up for a club membership, a magazine subscription, and tickets to the Ark Encounter all in one place? Now that's some cross pollination right there. FightLaughFeast.com is your one stop shop for everything cross politic. Here's what you should do. You should sign up for a club membership, then sign up for the Ark Encounter with a $100 discount off of your purchase, and then sign up for a magazine subscription. We've even got our own social media platform built into our website now for club members. Once you're a club member, you'll get access to exclusive content like a Bible study series with Pastor Toby. Who wouldn't want that? A special series with New St. Andrews President Dr. Ben Merkel. All of our backstage content and all of our conference talks with more to come. There really hasn't been a better time to be a cross-politic club member. Sign up today at FightLaughFeast.com. That's FightLaughFeast.com. Now let's get to the news. Buffalo supermarket shooter sentenced to life in prison without parole. Buffalo supermarket mass shooter Peyton Gendron was sentenced to life in prison without parole on Wednesday after he pleaded guilty to first-degree murder and domestic terrorism, among other charges. Gendron killed 10 people in a racially motivated massacre in Buffalo, New York last year. He pleaded guilty to all 15 counts brought by Buffalo prosecutors. This is a pretty recent story and still developing, so there wasn't that much to go on. But again, a Buffalo supermarket shooter sentenced to life in prison without parole. Moving on, federal judge blocks New York law mandating social media hateful conduct policies. A federal judge has blocked New York's new law that prohibits hate speech on social media, ruling the measure violates the Constitution's protection of free speech. U.S. District Judge Andrew L. Carter Jr. on Tuesday in Volokh versus James sided with Volokh conspiracy legal blogger and Peter Thiel backed video site Rumble Inc., which claimed the law will hurt online services and silence disfavored viewpoints. New York Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul in June signed a legislative package that included new regulations governing how social media platforms police what the law calls hateful conduct. The hateful conduct law required that social media websites make it easy for users to report incidents of hateful conduct and respond to complaints explaining how the matter is being handled. Carter began his ruling by citing the Supreme Court's 2017 Madel v. Tam decision in which the justices unanimously ruled that a federal law prohibiting trademark names that disparage others was unconstitutional because speech may not be banned on the grounds that it expresses ideas that offend. After calling the law well-intentioned, Carter explained his decision. Yet the First Amendment law protects from state regulation speech that may be deemed hateful and generally disfavors regulation of speech based on its content unless it is narrowly tailored to serve a compelling governmental interest, Carter wrote in his decision. The hateful conduct law both compels social media networks to speak about the contours of hate speech and chills the constitutionally protected speech of social media users without articulating a compelling governmental interest or ensuring that the law is narrowly tailored to that goal. In the face of our national commitment to free expression of speech, even where that speech is offensive or repugnant, plaintiff's motion for preliminary injunction prohibiting enforcement of the law is granted. Carter said the law overreached. 
The hateful conduct law does not merely require that a social media network provide its users with a mechanism to complain about instances of hateful conduct, Carter wrote. The law also requires that a social media network must make a policy available on its website which details how the network will respond to a complaint of hateful content. In other words, the law requires that social media networks devise and implement a written policy, i.e. speech. And that was the end of his decision. Secret China donations to University of Delaware soared after the opening of the Biden Institute. This is from Breibert. A second university has been found to have received more than $6.7 million in anonymous donations from China, including direct funding from the Chinese government after Joe Biden set up a program there in his name, according to a Government Accountability Institute analysis. The revelation, uh, the revelation comes following reporting that anonymous China-linked funds flowing to the University of Pennsylvania almost tripled after the inauguration of the Penn-Biden Center, which illegally housed classified documents. On March 13, 2017, less than seven weeks after concluding his second term as vice president, Joe Biden announced the founding of the Biden Institute at his home state's University of Delaware. According to the announcement, part of Biden's vision for the Institute is an annual conference at UD similar to the World Economic Forum or the Aspen Institute. At the time of Biden's announcement at UD, multiple members of the Biden family were working on deals worth millions of dollars with foreign businessmen linked to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. And Biden's other university program at the University of Pennsylvania was apparently housing classified documents from the Obama-Biden administration in an improper way. Prior to hosting the Biden Institute, UD had never disclosed any funding from China. One year later, and just two months after the Penn-Biden Center opened its D.C. office, anonymous donations from China to UD skyrocketed. The first payment came in April 2018 in the amount of $3,204,070 from an anonymous donor in China. In December 2018, another anonymous donation from China arrived for $1,869,515 and a third anonymous China link payment for $624,904 arrived in December 2019. In 2020, the year that Biden was campaigning for president, anonymous Chinese state-linked entities sent three more payments totaling in $1,005,761 to UD, the bulk of which arrived after Biden had been declared the president-elect. Three of these donations from China, with a combined total of $1,005,761, were reported as coming from a foreign government source, according to the U.S. Department of Education. Records assembled from information reported to the DOE by the University of Delaware. It should be noted that according to the available records, none of the donations from China to the University of Pennsylvania following the creation of the Penn-Biden Center appear to have been reported to the DOE as coming from a foreign government source, a fact which led at least one fact-checker to conclude that the Penn-Biden Center was being unfairly labeled as China-funded because the influx of funding from China to UPenn following its establishment was not given this DOE identifier. However, three donations originating from China to the University of Delaware in years following the launch of the Biden Institute clearly bear the foreign government source identifier. The actual DOE record for this identifier asks, is this funding from a government? For these three donations, the answer supplied by the University of Delaware is yes, as seen in the three images taken from the DOE website. 
Neither the Biden Institute nor the UD have responded to requests to identify the Chinese donors or explain why the Chinese government decided to fund UD after the Biden Institute was created. Perhaps the most mysterious aspect of the Biden Institute is how it was conceived. The initial idea for Biden Institute at UD was apparently hatched by Joe's son, Hunter Biden, while the elder, Biden, was still the vice president. In March 2016, Hunter Biden met with UD's incumbent president, Dr. Dennis Asinus, as Hunter and his business associates were making plans to create a stage to promote the Biden brand. Emails from Hunter's abandoned laptop show other emails on the laptop indicate that Hunter and his business associates were concerned about boosting Joe's future earnings potential while Joe was still vice president. Today's culture shifts like sand, and you definitely don't want to send your kids to the University of Delaware. So how about New St. Andrews College? New St. Andrews College is established on Christ, the immovable rock. The college is a premier institution that forges evangelical leaders who don't fear or hate the world. Guided by God's word, equipped with the genius of classical liberal arts and God-honoring wisdom, with a faculty dedicated to academic rigor and to God's kingdom. New St. Andrews College offers an education that frees people. Logic and language, hard work, joyful courage, old books, and godly professors, New St. Andrews College provides time-tested resources that can equip your student for any vocation. To find out more, visit nsa.edu. That is nsa.edu, one of our corporate partners. Now to South Dakota. South Dakota bans child sex changes. Republican South Dakota Governor Christine Nome signed legislation Monday banning both surgical and non-surgical sex change procedures for minors. The Help Not Harm bill bars health care providers from prescribing minors puberty blockers or cross-sex hormones or performing cross-sex surgeries on minors. Doctors found violating the law will have their medical licenses revoked. The move comes amid a broader push from red states to crack down on the procedures. Patients harmed by violations of the new law have three years or until they turn 25 to seek civil damages, whichever date is later, according to the bill. The legislation takes effect July 1st, and healthcare professionals may keep patients on cross-sex drug regimens through the end of the year if they determine it's necessary to gradually wean them off the drugs for the sake of their health. While cross-sex genital surgeries are rare for minors, numerous clinics and hospitals offer puberty blockers, hormones, and mastectomies to minors as part of the gender transition process. The procedures are still legal at the federal level and in most states. This has been your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership, a magazine subscription, or the ARK Encounter, head on over to FightLaughFeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to sign up for the ARK Encounter and have questions about it, or if you want to become a corporate partner of Cross-Politic, email me at Garrison at FightLaughFeast.com. For Cross-Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and Lord bless.